Blue Tail Medical Group can be a great alternative to orthopedic surgery. Doctors Bayes, Crane, and Wolf, experts in stem cell regenerative technology. Results can be dramatic and long-lasting. Schedule an appointment today. BlueTailMedicalGroup.com. It's always great on these Wednesdays to have the chance to visit with Brian Walton of TheCardinalNation.com. The Cardinals have a couple of games already in the books, and they'll play again today at noon. You can see that game on Fox Sports Midwest as they'll take on the New York Mets. KK will make his spring training debut. And as always, Brian Walton is from TheCardinalNation.com. Make sure you get your book from Brian to follow along and check out some of the best prospects that the Cardinals have at his spring training book. It's really like a cheating guide for me. And Brian, I, I guess it's probably the best way I can put it. It's it's my cheating guide throughout spring training. Is that okay to say that I've got like the uh, the cheating guide for Danny Mac on these games? Yeah, I think so. And, and uh, folks who buy the guide will see that I added a Danny Mac sort so you can more quickly get to each individual prospects by individual page rather than having to go through uh, groups of 10 at a time to, to find the one you want. So, you know, we're trying to make it as usable as we can for everybody, whether you have it, you know, on your personal device when you're at games or whether you have the, uh, the hard copy book. I mean, both, it's available in both forms. I love it. You can get that at thecardinalnation.com. Now, while AAA, the highest level of minor league baseball, was scheduled to begin April 6th, games will be pushed back Sources, according to Jeff Passan, said that last night. And that uh, also was uh, around the same time, double A, high A, low A, expected to start the first week of May. And the idea of this, of pushing back the minor league season, is to allow for vaccinations, which are rolling out. We heard that the president said that we could have the nation potentially, if you want it, vaccinated uh, very much earlier than anticipated. So that is good news on the front of even outside of sports. So does this surprise you to hear that we'll have a satellite camp uh, for about a month and then get into the minor league season? Is this surprising at all for people around baseball? Well, it, it is and it isn't. I mean, there was certainly a concern about starting the AAA season on time. Uh, of course, uh, just to back up a half a step, the Cardinals have 67 players in camp. The, once the regular season starts, you know, only 26 of them will be in the team. There's another five in the taxi squad. Hudson will go on the IL. So that leaves another, what, 35-ish players. And that would make primarily the AAA roster that was going to start. And, again, the, the thinking behind that was those players that have been in St. Louis camp are ready to play at the beginning of April. And then the next wave of players, the AA and Class A people, would then come into the Jupiter Complex once the Major League and the AAA team have vacated. So now the, the new plan that, that uh, Jeff Passan you know, just uh, talked about last night is that instead of starting in their cities uh, on April 6th, the AAA teams will instead go to their alternate sites. And so we assume for the Cardinals that will be Springfield like it was last year. And they'll work out there for at least a month with the hope, I guess, that they would be able to start their regular season, they being AAA, on May 4th, which is also when AA and single A are supposed to begin. As you mentioned, one key benefit would be the hope that all the players could be vaccinated. And the reason, an important reason for that, a difference between the minor leagues and the major leagues, uh, one key difference is that they don't fly in the minor leagues, they don't fly on uh, private flights, they travel commercial. So, you know, they're out in the public much more so than the average. And the other, another big reason to use these alternate sites is not only the proximity to the major league city, but also they can control the testing and managing and protocols 
much more closely than if you've got a triple-A team, you know, traveling. In the case of Memphis, you know, they're going to be spending a lot of the year on the eastern uh, East Coast seaboard and, and go down as far south as Jacksonville. So, you know, delaying that a little bit uh, isn't a bad thing. The only thing that I saw in, in uh, Jeff Passon's report that concerned me a little bit, he mentioned the fact that they, they would try to make up that month of games or month plus of games by tacking games on to the end of the year. But the reality is the schedules that are already out for the minor leagues already go through September 19th as they are. So there's just no way I can see minor league baseball going into October. So I think more than likely, and this is just my guess, that the AAA season will get shortened to around 120 games like the uh, AA and Class A are scheduled to be. But, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to watch this space. Uh, I guess bottom line is this is a significant announcement, but it's not, you know, it's not something that can't be managed. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's more, uh, again, you know, optimism that maybe they can get everybody tested and cleaned up and, you know, start the minor league seasons in a less restricted environment than they were planning to do before. Yeah, you just led me right into my next question. So you think we will have somewhat of a truncated season and not play into what would be the colder months in the fall of some of these places that will get cold? I mean, there's going to be some places that would be warm, and if you wanted to play in those months, you probably could, but it looks like, in your opinion, we would have a shortened season of some sorts. Well, as of now, like I said, as of now, minor league baseball runs through September 19th, but they did that in lieu of playoffs. Normally, minor league playoffs would run through the first half of September, maybe into the the later part of the month, depending on the league and the situation. So really, they didn't extend the season as much as they did. They got rid of the playoffs and extended the regular season a little longer than normal. But I think that's probably where the minor league seasons are going to end. But I think every organization, you know, understands, and, and the minor league owners of the teams that aren't owned by the organizations already understand, you know, they need to help with player development. And so they need to, you know, have, uh, you know, have these games ready and and played. But the problem is for the minor league operators, as you mentioned, you get into late September, number one is weather. Number two, kids are back in school. Number three, football is going full, full speed. So, you know, there's just aren't going to be many people in the ballparks, you know, after, after, uh, and and that's why the, the minor league season, season traditionally ended Labor Day. In terms of the the first couple of games that you have seen uh, of the Cardinals and and back in action, it's been great to have baseball down in Jupiter, Florida. We're doing the games virtually on television. Again, another one today at noon against the Mets, and KK will go for the Cardinals. Anything stood out for you that's caught your attention? Well, it's still really early, Dan, but I I really uh, respected what I saw from Matthew Libertor. You know, we, we saw his fastball, you know, had good movement. Got that great curveball. Uh, you know, I don't think he showed his other pitch as much, but you know, he got in a little trouble. He walked a guy, balk, but he worked around it, and he he didn't get rattled. He didn't get upset, and he you know he got a left hander you know to get out of the jam. So you know, I thought that was a uh, major league quality kind of appearance from a guy who there's a lot of you know great hopes for to rise very quickly and and uh, you know potentially help St. Louis out later in the season. On the on the offensive side. You know, Nolan Gorman's playing, uh, you know, the defense that we expected from third base, although, you know, it may not be his long-term home, given the changes at St. Louis level. But he also, uh, you know, almost got one out of the park and seems to be swinging the bat well as well. And so, you know, you like to see those top prospects, uh, you know, showing well in these first games. Where do you think Libertor in a normal minor league season, where would he go? Would he jump from A-ball to double-A to triple-A, or do you see him potentially going from A-ball and being in a rotation at triple-A? Well, in a normal season, it would be the former. In this season, it's going to be the latter. And what I mean by that, Dan, is that in the past, 
the Cardinals have often taken a player like him and started them in double A and let them get six or eight starts, you know, maybe mid, maybe mid May. And then when they're dominating double A, they move them up to triple A. And then later in the season, they make their MLB debut. But this season, everything's different. The 67 players that are in major league camp, those are the players that are going to make up the St. Louis roster and the AAA roster to open the season, or now in, in the case of what we just learned last night, the alternate camp roster, because those are the only players in camp. Those are the only players that work out. They're the only players that are ready to go. The AA players and single A players are still at home. So this year it's going to be very clear. Yeah, Matthew Libertor is going to start 2021 at AAA slash alternate camp. Now, will he stay there? I think, you know, the, the it's going to be a great opportunity for guys like Libertor and Gorman and, and Yvonne Herrera and others to make that big jump. And they're going to get a month at least to show they belong in AAA. And if they play well, they'll stay there. If they struggle, they might get back off to AA for a while, and there'll be some panic if that happens that, oh, my gosh, they're fa- they failed. Well, you, you know, you have to remember these guys are being challenged at a level, you know, having skipped AA, which is not something most players do. So I think it's a great opportunity for these guys to make up some of that lost time but, you know, the pressure will be on them to, you know, to show what they've got when they when they get that chance uh, at the start of the year. Doctors Bayes, Crane & Wolf, experts in stem cell regenerative technology, Blue Tail Medical Group. When people hear about sports medicine, they think the disabled list or surgery to replace joints. Blue Tail Medical Group can be a great alternative to orthopedic surgery. Whether you're a high school athlete, a vet, or your joints have been worn by age, arthritis, or old injuries, your body still has the ability to heal itself. Let the doctors at Blue Tail Medical Group Group show you how. See what they offer. Schedule an appointment. BlueTailMedicalGroup.com. Brian Walton, TheCardinalNation.com is always on a Wednesday. And Brian, we saw Heineman, uh, a backup catcher. He was signed for depth at the time the Cardinals signed him. We weren't sure what was going to be the case with Yadier Molina. He does have a little major league experience. He had a couple of great caught stealings yesterday. Jimmy Edmonds, my partner, talked about the fact, look, this is a guy that's got a great, and he showed it, catch and release. He's been known for that. When you see something like that, in your opinion, is it better off to put Andrew Kisner back down in the minor leagues, let him get playing time, and now with the satellite camp, we're not sure if that's the best thing for him. We'll see. But do you think it would be best serve for him to get playing time at bats, play every day as opposed to being maybe a backup and seeing uh, Heineman be a backup to a Yadier Molina? Well, there's a, there's a few questions to be answered there. You know, number one is how many games is Yadier Molina going to play? You know, is he going to play 140? Is he going to play 100? You know, what's he going to play? So uh, the other way to say it is, will the backup catcher play once a week, twice a week, once every two weeks? You know, it, it really depends. But I, don't, I think the situation is going to be fluid, Dan. Because in addition to the two catchers, which will be on the major league roster, and of course the primary focus will be on that second catcher on the active 26-man roster, but remember that when the Cardinals are on the road, there's going to be a five-man taxi squad, and that always includes one catcher. And typically that catcher stays around even when they're at home. Uh, and so there's, there's a, one catcher all the time who's really not able to play anywhere. He's both, basically just another bullpen catcher. So, and that player does not have to be on the 40-man roster because Heineman is not on the 40-man. Now, the Cardinals could make room on the 40-man. They, they have space, and they still have one move yet with 
uh, Hudson, who will likely go on the 60-day the DL, so that could open another. But Heinemann would have to be added to the 40-man to actually play in a game in St. Louis. Then we also have to remember that the Cardinals added Sanchez, the, the uh, minor league catcher from the Mets, who was also on the 40-man. So Sanchez could also be in this mix of catchers between who's starting in Memphis or who are the guys in Memphis, who's on the taxi squad, and who's the second guy in St. Louis. And when you have guys that are on roster with minor league options like all these guys would have, you know, that gives the Cardinals some flexibility to not let anybody get too stale in any one of those positions. The Cardinals made the announcement uh, within the last 48 hours of the potential addition to their Hall of Fame class. Could be Steve Carlton, Keith Hernandez, Matt Morris, Edgar Renteria, Lee Smith, all deserving. I think all of them eventually will get in. But, Brian, if you tell me that Keith Hernandez shouldn't be going in, we're going to cut the interview off right now, okay? I'm just letting you know. It needs to be Keith Hernandez. Well, Dan, you know where I stood, so that was a very low-risk comment on your part. <laughs> I uh, did. Uh, uh, yeah, Keith, obviously Keith Hernandez's stats, if, you, if, you, you know, if his name was Joe Smith and you looked at his numbers, you'd say you know, he should have been in the Hall of Fame five years ago probably. But you know, there are some folks who – are concerned about the fact that he had such great success with the Mets after he left the Cardinals. Uh, the fact that his, the circumstances under which he left the team, you know, were not positive in terms of his drug use and the skirmishes he had with Whitey, which by the way, the two of them patched up years and years and years ago. Um, I actually ran a, I wrote a story last summer about this, why I thought Hernandez, you know, basically the, the title of the story was called hate, hate the pond scum, but still recognize Hernandez. I think you can separate what Keith did elsewhere and just look at what he accomplished for the St. Louis Cardinals in almost 10 years with the team. And, you know, he, he deserves to, to wear that red jacket. Um, so let's, you know, we hope that that'll get done this year. I, the other thing that I want to mention about the hall of fame, it's, it's being handled differently this year. And I, I think it makes some sense. It's scaled down a little bit because the members of last year's class, because of the you know, virus, were not able to be recognized. The, the induction ceremony did not occur. So, you know, there's a group of three others who are, you know, still, still, um, you know, in the queue, so to speak, um, you know, to be recognized. And I'm, I'm talking about uh, Tommy Herr and John Tudor and Bill White. So those gentlemen will be, you know, enshrined this summer, as well as the one modern era player uh, this year. And the, the modern era players are the same guys that were on the ballot last year who didn't get in. So, uh, again, deserving guys, uh, Carlton, who was a, a great pitcher before he left, Matt Morris, Edgar Renneria. Lee Smith, but I, I really believe that that Keith Hernandez stands uh, above those in terms of contributions to the Cardinals. And now fans can vote; uh, they'll be able to vote until um, um, I guess into uh, May. No, what is the date? I think it's Hold April twenty seventh. April twenty seventh, I believe. No, April seventeenth. Voting ends. April seventeenth. Yeah, April seventeenth. Yep. April seventeenth at Cardinals dot com. And the enshrinement uh, ceremony will be on August 21st. Thanks, Dan. You bet. So, uh, you know, folks, get out, get out there, get out there and vote. And uh, you know, no matter who you vote for, do vote because there have been a couple of times in recent years where just a handful of ballots have separated these players. So, you know, don't think your vote doesn't count. They really do. Absolutely. Let's wrap it up with this. Uh, best way to get uh, your preview, if you will, and a look back at some of the top minor league players that we're watching right now. Top prospect guide that you offer at thecardinalnation.com. Uh, right on the top of the site, on the on the banner at the top, you'll see a new 2021 prospect guide. There's also an article above the fold, sort of in the top group, a, a, a bright blue icon that says Cardinal Nation 2021 prospect guide. You can click on that. You can read uh, the what the guide's about. You can see the table of contents. You can read Dan McLaughlin's uh, McLaughlin's uh, um, 
forward to the guide. You can see testimonials from, from people who have bought the guide in the past, what they have to say about it. So, you know, you can learn a lot about it before you place your order. I, I guarantee you'll be satisfied if you, if you do go ahead and purchase it. Absolutely. TheCardinalNation.com. That's Brian Walden. Brian, we always do this on Wednesdays. Thanks for doing this as always, and uh, we'll talk next Wednesday. You got it, Dan.